Hello and welcome to the Chiefs Bros Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with Jonathan. Jonathan, um, can we make it Raiders Week every week? You know what I thought of while I was watching that game? You know how, like, when a kid is back for Christmas break, and uh-huh. you're like, oh, this is so much fun, everyone's in a good mood, we're all happy, having fun. You're like, man, I wish every week could be Christmas week, right? <laughs> well, I wish every game could be <laughs> against the Raiders. Hey, man, I, wish, week I wish the Chiefs could play every week like it was Raiders week because we have whooped up on the Raiders this year. Oh, killed them. Yeah. We murdered them. This is like the one defense we actually look good against. Which is weird because Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders, who's someone who, like, prior to this year, had done a fairly good job against the Chiefs. But I don't know if he just doesn't have the personnel or what. It was brutal. Yeah. Now, we should probably be up front with the listeners here. You have not watched the game in its entirety. Is that correct? I have not watched the game per se. I have, um... Have you watched... I have gathered what happened during the game... Versus, uh, via stats and Twitter and highlights. Okay, so you watched it. It's like secondhand. Kind of. You, you yeah. secondhand watched the game. It's a little bit. It's a little bit like you know, the NFL says, um, like any unauthorized dissemination or you know portrayal of this game is unauthorized. I've been going through just the unauthorized channels for this game. <laughs> just the illegal stuff. I've, 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 I have. <laughs> I have. I have experienced this game via NFL bootlegs, basically. Well, I did get to watch it, and let me tell you, this was a beat down the likes of which I have not seen in a very long time by any team. Would you say it was a paddling situation? Oh, it was worse than that. Yeah. I'd, I would say it was more of a curb stopping. Ooh, ooh, that's a visceral language. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was a visceral game. Yeah, yeah. So what stood out to you about this game in particular? The Raiders are so bad. They're real, real bad. It's always true, but it seems especially true this year. Yeah. I feel like they had a bit of something going at the beginning of the year, like they tend to. And then they lost Gruden, which at the time people were like, oh, that's not, that's no big deal. They won the next two games. And I knew, you go back and listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. get the receipts. Yep. I told y'all they were going to collapse after a few weeks. And that's exactly what happened. So they lost Gruden. They lost their speedster rugs. Uh, they lost uh, Darren Waller, not for like, the season, but he wasn't for this game. So. I feel like on the best day, we were going to beat them, and they had some significant injuries. And they kept turning the ball over, over and over again, five times in total, I think. Yeah. So this was just a recipe for utter destruction. I mean, it feels like the Chiefs season has gone this way, but the Raiders especially, it seems like everything that can go wrong has go wrong for the Raiders, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So this is the Murphy's Law of teams. Murphy's we, team. We are bearing the lead a little bit here. Did you hear about uh, Logo Gate 2021? I did. Um, I saw it. It didn't look so much disrespectful as just dumb. 
Yeah. It's just dumb. Oh uh, no, you can be dumb and disrespectful at the same time. That's true. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no problem with that. Uh so if you're not familiar, listeners, the Raiders uh prior to the game starting, while the Chiefs were in their locker room, I might add, mm-hmm. they were doing their little pre-game huddle, you know, get the guys fired up as you do before a football game. And the guy leading it was Unique Ngakwe, their pass rusher. And they started it kind of at the, you know, quarter point of the field. And then for whatever reason, he decided it was a good idea to run over to the logo and draw the whole team over there to do their little thing on the Chiefs logo. Mm-hmm. Which, as a football guy, I'm sure you know, Andrew, immensely disrespectful. I think it's actually disrespectful to um, Native American culture. Oh, go that far with it, huh? Yeah. That that era has been blessed Stay by the, the era, huh? by the the guy that comes and beats the drums sometimes. Okay, Chief. Uh, I don't know, I Careful, but <laughs> the the, you know, the Raiders have not had that blessed by the chief of whatever tribe. So it's and like it's like we have the right to do that, but not you. It's like poltergeist, poster basically. They they summon the evil football gods. Yeah, by. By dancing on our arrowhead. Had their pregame meeting on ancient Indian burial. That's the Geehaw Field arrowhead. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they disrespect Geehaw? <laughs> we would we would never never disrespect Geehaw. Never. Never. Yeah. yeah. So I I know that like I heard during the game and afterwards a lot of people talking about how that's it's goofy. Nobody really cares about that. That's just, you know, some high school bull crap or whatever. And then you listen to the Chiefs players after the game, and they care, okay? Yeah. They they told us straight up, like, yes, that added a little extra motivation when we heard about it. Not all of the guys knew about it prior or during the game. Kyron Matthews said he didn't even hear about it until after the game. But some of them definitely did hear about it, and it mattered. Well, okay. It's dumb to do that anytime. It's particularly dumb whenever you're already probably, like, at least a two-score underdog, and... Uh, I don't know. It's like in the last five years, you probably won this game twice. So maybe know your place a little bit. Yeah. You know? They did not know their place. Well, they do now, hopefully. I feel like it's kind of similar in the same vein as the victory lap they took last year after their one big win against the Chiefs. Yes, yeah, that was after a victory. This, was, this was before a crushing defeat. Yeah. So, Which, I mean, even worse. Granted, they didn't know that at the time, but that's the risk you take whenever you do something before the game. I think the Raiders had kind of this sheen of competence during the John Gruden, Mike Mayock, like the beginning of that era. A veneer, if you will. It, it's it's been stripped. It is it is obvious that they're the most in a, the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL. Um, well, I mean, people like the Jets and Jags and Texans exist out there. So yes, but the Raiders have a, like a deep seated. It, it's part of their identity to be completely mm-hmm. inept. Raiders going to Raider. Exactly, um, and I feel like they yeah. Over like the Reggie McKenzie slash John Gruden era, they had some good picks and some good talent acquisition, but now I think we're seeing the regression to the mean. Um, this is a team run by Moron in the form of uh, oh, Mark, a fun Dav- moron. Mark Davis. A fun. He, he's, he's fun for us. He's Moroc in a fun way. Yeah, for us. He's terrifying if you're an actual Raiders fan. Because he looks like a crazy person. I've never met an actual Raiders fan because I don't hang out in prisons, but... <laughs> just like, what do, you, what do you do here? You know, you've got a mediocre GM... And uh, a fired head coach in a, in a mediocre interim. And they're all going to get fired after this season. In a mediocre quarterback. Who's going to go work there? Who's going to go work for that moron? I mean, there will always be somebody else. Yes, but they're it's not going to be, not they're not gonna be good. Though. Yeah. No. 
So it's just, it's just, I feel like the, the, even, even the amount of confidence that they have exuded over the last couple of years, that was their high point. That was the good years. They're heading back to complete obsolescence. Um, they're not going to have any actual fans in Vegas. I think this is, this is the, this is the death rattle of an NFL franchise. I really think. Well, I, I was listening to another podcast, one of my favorite ones, and they mm-hmm. mentioned that this game, basically, you could tell during the game, the, the soul of the 2021 Raiders ascended to heaven, <laughs> or, you know, to hell. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, like, the soul left the it body departed, during this departed game. this mortal coil, you know? Like, they entered this game, and the season was still technically alive. They exited this game. The season is over. They yeah. are done. D-U-N yeah. done. I'm with you, though. Like, uh, I think you said, like, I wish Derek Carr could find another team because he seems he seems like a solid dude. He's yeah, and he's not he's not great. No, he sometimes isn't even good. I think he's, he's like okay. he's like a replacement level starter. He's he's perfectly average. Yeah, I mean, I think he's better than a lot of the kind of Oklahoma quarterbacks in the league. He doesn't deserve this crap. No, no. So yeah, I I I don't know if he'll ever get traded or whatever. I feel like obviously they're headed for. You know, tear it down to the studs, kind of rebuild. Because um, so many of those players they have right now, I feel like they they kind of had a unique talent acquisition process. That would be the very nice way of putting it. You mean they drafted guys like two rounds ahead of where anyone else thought they would go, and then they brought in free agents no one else wanted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure they would say, like, they drafted guys that fit their system. Um, basically, I don't think... I think the, the cupboard's pretty bare there, right? Like, what system does Cleveland Farrell fit whenever you don't even have Mac going game? Well, no. Okay. He, he's definitely they, they have some players. Okay. Uh, I feel like Hunter Renfo is about the only Raider that showed up to play in that game. He's like a... He's he's destined to be a New England Patriot. He's yeah, just kind of been in exile this whole time. I feel like he's a... Yeah, he just, he he's will a eventually Patriot. end up on the Patriots. He's just Patriot, he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Um... I had some more stuff to say about the logo, Logo Gate 2021. Um, if I were to say one tiny little thing in mm-hmm. defense of the Raiders, at least they had the kind of cojones, if you will, to do it prior to the game, which could be stupid. And it was, I guess, in the end, stupid. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, in a weird way, I almost respect that more than doing it afterwards. Like one of one of the many things that rubbed me the wrong way during the Super Bowl game was whenever and we're back. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, there's a gentleman across the street who is popping some very loud bubble wrap as we are recording our podcast here, and it was just a little distracting for us. Yeah, sort of that. Normally here at the Undisclosed Location Studios, we don't have too much uh, too much interference from the outside. Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, so anyways, we're yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, he's still kind of doing it a little bit, but we're just going to power right through. Yeah. All right, I believe I was talking about the Super Bowl uh, last year, unfortunately. Why? But I was going to say that like one of the things that rubbed me the wrong way about that game is there was a lot of you know trash talking and you know the guy throwing up the deuces in Tyreek's face. It would all happen after the game was over. It was like, okay, well, I didn't see any of that before the game, you know? Mm-hmm. So... It, it, I basically, what I was saying is, whenever you do that stuff before the game, you're taking a risk, you know? Because if it works out, then you're awesome. Like Joe Namath saying, you know, I guarantee a win or whatever he said. If it doesn't work out, then you're like that, I, I forget his name, but that like 
quarterback for the Seahawks. He's like, we want the ball. We're going to win. And then they just got killed in overtime. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where it's heroic if you actually put up. Yeah. But if you get your butt kicked, then it looks stupid. Yes. And to bring it back around for the Raiders, you do that, and then you go out and just get annihilated. Yeah. Right from literally the first play. I mean, like, yeah, they they, bought, they paid like the full retail price and stupid for for <laughs> that. The full commitments. Yeah, yeah. So it it was just hilarious that this happened to the Raiders. Their season's done. I don't know if there's any other team that this could have happened to, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't like, know of any team that's like this mix of like incompetence and stupidity. Yeah, it's exquisite. It really uh, is. A rare combination over there in uh, Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think. I am done talking about the Raiders. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs now, shall we? So as someone who has not watched the game, yeah, but um, imbibed it via alternate channels. Hmm, Osmosis. Yes. You absorbed the... I, I have intuited the Chiefs game. <laughs> Is the offense fixed? Um, maybe, but I wouldn't say this game proved that it was. It feels a bit like the other game. Against the Raiders, where it's just like, yeah. well, these guys are so bad and playing us so stupid that I don't know if I feel confident saying we would, we would play this way against any other NFL team. Yeah. I will say that one there were a couple noticeable differences on the, on the offensive side of the ball. First and foremost, it was more of a matter of what they didn't do versus what they did do. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have any – they didn't have too many dumb penalties. They didn't have any killer drops. They didn't have any turnovers. Because basically they were just playing clean football and it was working. They were rolling the whole time. Um, that and also, especially in this game, but also in the, the earlier Raider game this year, you could just tell that Mahomes was smelling blood in the water in a way that he just doesn't against, or hasn't this year against other teams. Where he could tell, like, there are plays that are open deep and I just need to create a little time, a little space here. I can hit those. And he did. Hit well, see, that's what's interesting to me. It's like, I feel like last game, it's not like the Raiders don't have a pass rush, right? They've got Ngakwe, they've got Max Crosby. Yeah. Is it just Mahomes playing mad? Is he just kind of overcoming the, the conservative shackles that have been imposed on him? Or what's going on? I think against the Broncos, I felt like the defense was playing so well. We're just going to grind out some points here. We're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit offensively. So it just kind of felt like, let's just do enough to get by. And this game, it was like, okay, we're killing these dudes. Let's just go out there and, you know, throw some balls up, have some fun. Felt like he was felt like he was playing looser than he has against any other team. Okay, but is, is that the cure, though? Is that the cure? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I think most teams that we play against, they're, they're not going to be, like, they're going to have better secondaries. So I don't know if you're going to be able to do that against every team. But I think it's an interesting conversation. You know, we talked about earlier in the year that there was kind of two camps emerging on Chiefs Twitter about, you know, do we just need to force the aggressive plays downfield or do we just need to play more conservatively? Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to try to answer that question, I would say it's a little mixture of both. Take the shots when they're there and then take the easy stuff when it's not. Do you have any thoughts on the matter? Um... I tend to be in the camp that says, let's play conservative until the, the downfield shots open up. Yeah. So I guess to me, the question, like, 
like we talked about this last week, the next step in the Chiefs' offensive evolution is the rest of the team being able to execute the conservative offense. Do you feel like that happened this week? Or yeah. did, did it matter? Did like was it was it so wide open? There is a so terrible. We didn't have to execute the conservative. I offense. thought in the passing game, yes, because if you look at Mahomes' uh, stats, uh, he was twenty for twenty four on passing. So I mean that that's a that's a level of efficiency passing the ball that we've not seen from Mahomes mm-hmm. all year long. So he was hitting the deep stuff. He was hitting the short stuff. Uh, what was kind of surprising to me was they weren't running the ball super well for most of the game. Uh, the stats will look pretty inflated because Derek Gore ripped off a big run, and maybe there was one or two other ones. But um, they weren't they weren't like dominating the run game. I think they kind of realized the Raiders were keen in on that bit, and maybe they got more aggressive because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I struggle to take too much away from this kind of win because I feel like. We're graded on a different curve for a bad team versus a good team, but if the Chiefs are who we think they're capable of being, this is what you do to a bad team. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it. I know it's the Raiders and they had some injuries, but it's not like you can't take anything from this game. You got, I think you got to compare this to like against the game against the Giants, where we let them hang around and nearly got beat. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel a million times better about this game than the Giants game. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like what you're saying, this is this is what dominant teams do to bad teams. They kill them. And you know what? It could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. If Andy Reid was uh, one of you know one of these coaches that really likes to run the score up, like Harbaugh or Belichick, or I think Arians is like that too. Mm-hmm. We could have put up a sixty burger on them if we really wanted to. Because oh, we we went like full shutdown mode in the second half. On, you know, the prevent offense, as I like to call it. Right. And we were still scoring points. Yeah. And then we kicked, like, some field goals at the end where we would have gone for it and probably scored. So the question of whether the offense production has been sustainable is kind of TBD. We don't know for sure yet. Do you think that the level of defensive performance we've seen in the last couple of weeks is sustainable? Is it, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is our third week in single digits, the defense, which is just wild, regardless of opponent. It's our third week under double digits, and it's like our fifth or sixth week under 20 points, which in the modern NFL, even for like the most dominant defenses, is just an insane stretch. It feels sustainable, though, doesn't it? I mean, we've, we've done that at points without Charles Ward or Rashad Fenton. Um, we still don't have Nick Bolton in there all the time. I guess an injury to Frank Clark or Chris Jones could derail that, but like, if we're at our full suite of pass rushers, it feels like this defensive performance is sustainable, and this is what defense is now, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely at a point right now where I'm not, I'm saying that this defense is not a mirage. This is not just a case of, oh, we've played some mediocre offenses, and we haven't played like world beaters on offense. Right. I don't think we're going to, you're not going to drift through the playoffs holding every single team to, you know, 10, 20 points, but... Uh, it was really good, and I think it's sustainable, um, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah. It's a little bit like we've talked about before how the Chiefs' defense in the past has shown up when the offense was not, like, was performing so optimally. Mm-hmm. Like, when Mahomes was hurt and the defense really showed up. It's like the defense only shows up when it has to. It's, like, it's almost like the entire season of the defense needs to show up because the offense isn't where it needs to be. Yeah. So... Man, if they ever actually get this defense to perform the way it is and the offense comes back to 
80% of what it was, much less 100, then this might actually be a team to watch in the playoffs. I mean, 80%? I, I think we're there right now. Well, I think before we, we talked about the NFL, or the, uh, the Chiefs being at 90, or sorry, 60% of the potential. Do you think we're there now? Do you think we're 80%? Yeah. I, well, we were, we used to be really good on offense, so. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna be, I don't know if we're at the like 35 points a game type good right now, but I, I think, uh, but I think they can put it up enough points to win. I'll put it that way. It's been true for the last six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and these games that we've played where the defense is playing really well, kind of feels like we're playing a little more conservative on offense. It feels like if we needed to score more points, we could mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're winning these games by pretty manageable margins. So I, I think, you know, again, going back to earlier this season when things seemed so bleak and, you know, desperate, and we're talking about, man, if we could just get the offense and defense to play good at the same time, I feel like that happened this game, and I think that could happen going forward. I think the Chiefs could potentially get really hot here at the end of the season and, you know, entering January playing their best ball. If that happens, I don't want to say this too loudly, but if that happens, Shh. whisper it. Are the, Chiefs whisper the, it. Are the Chiefs the AFC favorites? Yeah. 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 Right? Because, I mean, the only... I mean, the AFC, goodness gracious. I've, I've been defending the AFC most of this year. It's a murderer's row. They are, we are a mess right now yeah. on in this conference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only other team you could even put up there is the Patriots. And as you know, I am a diehard Patriots truther that they yeah. are frauds. Well, your takes on the Ravens have been true so far. Yeah, no, I mean, Lamar getting injured, I'm, I'm not going to run any victory laps on that. Okay, but that's... Part and parcel with having a run first quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's even true a bit with Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah, that's also man, both of those teams are in rough situations right because now. The Bills, Ravens, and Titans are all kind of the same situation. It's like, well, they could have run the AFC, but their flaws are getting exposed very quickly. Yeah. Well, flaws and like all Fla- of those flaws are like have... what they want to do, they can't do. Yeah. Yeah. And they they've all had like really significant injuries. That's an underrated, something I haven't heard many people talk about, maybe because they don't want to jinx it, but one of the best things that's happened this year is we've been really healthy mm-hmm. throughout the whole year. I mean, which is, which is what year. makes the offensive production thus far that much more complex. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Because yeah. we've, we've dealt with way more injury concerns basically every year that Mahomes has been here except for this year. Like, we've been really healthy all throughout. Yeah. Within my, except for just a few um you know, relatively minor ones. Our right tackle position has been kind of a revolving door, but for the most part, been really lucky. I'm going to knock on some wood here. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. I I do think that if the Chiefs are if the Chiefs offense comes back to even the shadow of its former self, then we could probably be considered the favorites in the AFC, even if not the first team. I think right now, based on just like the, the current state of the AFC with you know the injuries that we're currently seeing, Chiefs are the best team in the conference right now. It's true. I think because the Titans, they're all banged up. The Bills are going they're going through, you know, a lot of issues right now, similar to the Chiefs earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Allen's gonna have limited mobility, which is really bad for their offense. 
And the exact same thing for Lamar. It sounds like he's got an angle issue right now. And the Patriots are frauds. So, yeah. I mean, who else? I mean, Angles? listen, okay, I'm, I'm not going to say your Patriots' fraud take is wrong. We've just yet to see it come to fruition yet. Oh, no, I'm, I'm fully on board with they. They have gone, they have flown under the radar as frauds for a very long time. I think it's entirely possible that they make it all the way to the one seed in the AFC and make it to the AFC Championship and then get exposed by the Chiefs. Yeah. So they, I think that's kind of the glad path they're on right now. And I don't, I don't think it will be by the Chiefs because I think the way the seeding works out, we probably hold on now. You think the Chiefs? Someone else will upset the Patriots in the AFC? I, I don't think the Chiefs and the Patriots. That won't be like the first. That won't be in like wild card. No, that's why I think it'll, it'll be later. Um, I think, yeah, I think I, they've got at least a wild card or at least a, a first round win in them. Like it would not shock me at all if the Patriots end up playing a team like the Colts or the Titans, and they end up getting sniped in the wild card meeting. That feels like the kind of trajectory that they are on. I could see it. So, anyways, I don't want to talk more about the Patriots because they're the worst. It's frauds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, the defense is playing awesome. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, the pass rush has been awesome. The run defense has been solid. The secondary has been playing out of mind, really. They would even have Snead on uh, someday. Yeah, sad deal there with him, but uh, it sounds like it. Uh, sounds like it led to kind of a Galvez performance in secondary, especially Mike Hughes. Yeah, that was another kind of interesting motivational factor in this game. Not to make light of his situation, like football stuff, but it was clear that you know they were they were impacted by kind of the stuff that he was going through because he mm-hmm. lost his older brother, and it was like I know the brother's really close, obviously, but it was even if you read that article. Uh, that the star put out earlier about him, like it was even a closer relationship like that. Like he was more or less raised by that older brother. So I mean, just just yeah. a, just a terrible situation for Snead, and I'm not even really familiar with the details of it. But yeah, um, sad situation for him. Sounds like the team's done a really good job rallying around him, though. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads into this next point. It feels like the Chiefs play better when they're angry or when they get a bit of a chip on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. Do you think they're one of those teams that kind of just needs to get in that mindset all the time? Because they talk about, like, the best the best competitors always have, like, this disrespect or chip on their shoulder or something that's motivating them. Like, Tom Brady is famous for manufacturing disrespect, even though there is none out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the Chiefs, it, I think that in some ways, the Chiefs are being disrespected right now, especially the offense. If they can kind of channel that disrespect and, and turn it into... Uh, Good performances. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I think the defense has already done that. I, I see a lot of them talking on Twitter about how it's like, oh, we've been we were so disrespected early this season when we were still sorting stuff out and we had guys out and stuff, and now look how good we are. I'll be clear, I'm still disrespecting Anthony Hinton. I mean, that's fucking he. He hasn't he hasn't been too bad the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I think this this is a team that absolutely needs something like that to really kind of get that. I don't know, just kind of that that edge. Um, if you were to make one criticism of Reed, you know, he's not, he's not a big raw-raw guy, you know, he's not gonna, no. he's not the kind of guy that's like a Mike, or a, what's his name, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, right? Yeah. That's the Steelers. Name. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna, you know, fire the guys up every game whenever they need a big win. He's just, you know, he's pretty consistent, 
And I'm sure he's more fiery than obviously like you know, he is in his press conferences. But I think, a, yeah, a team like this needs, especially like a team that's had as much success in recent years as this team has, where you, you, know, you go to one Super Bowl, you won another Super Bowl, quarterback won MVP. Like this is a team that could easily just kind of coast on its laurels if it wanted to. So yeah, I think they do kind of need that motivation. Yeah. I think it's gotta it's kinda gotta eat at Mahomes that he's not being talked about and like MVP candidate. Like um, like top yeah, quarterbacks I, in the league. You know, like he he his his good games are now are like going ahead Sunday where it's like two hundred yards, couple touchdowns, no picks. But he's got to be like the guy that wants to have like leading the league in touchdowns, things like that. Yeah, right? and I mean, I know, I know, Mahomes is the kind of guy that will always tell you that the stats don't matter to him and the awards, whatever. You know, he's just about winning in the team, and I think he really believes that. I don't think he's sitting at home, you know, just you know dying because he's not scoring enough touchdowns or passing yards or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do think it. Whenever you're like that kind of top top echelon of athlete, anytime you have a bit of a down year and you're not really kind of in considered in that top tier for a bit, yeah. I do think that's something that you take note of and it's something that, you know, again, motivates you. I think it's entirely possible he gets on a run in the playoffs and Chiefs just completely tear through it. Yeah. You might see the old Chiefs. I mean, we know, like, Mahomes, he has, like, a gear that he only reaches when he really needs to. Mm-hmm. It's the, like, you know, background backyard kind of playground in Mahomes where he's just running around desperately making plays. And we haven't really seen that a whole lot this year. Well, for the last couple of weeks, we've not needed to see it. Yeah, and we haven't needed to. That's yeah. the whole point. Is you don't want him to play like that all the time because he, he'd get injured, he'd get burned out, you know, throw too many picks, whatever. But you, you saw that come out during the Super Bowl and it didn't work out, but mm-hmm. uh, he's got that, that other gear he can hit. I think it, it could happen in the playoffs. I think it could Okay, so this being a short week, we're playing the Chargers on Thursday. Yep. This short is probably going to be our only podcast yeah. this week. We're going to preview the Chargers a little bit. Yes. Um, I think this is the biggest game we have left on the regular season. Do yeah. you agree? I think it's the best team we have left to play. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Uh, the Chargers, they're, they're an interesting cat. They're, they're hanging around. Yeah, they, they're hanging around. They're not... I, I guess I threw them in with the frauds earlier this year, and I, I do think I'm still correct in that because they they yeah. were not. <laughs> you got pretty trigger happy with the fraud term. Oh, I got very yeah. trigger happy, but yeah. you know what? It's worked out <laughs> almost everyone except for the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, we'll see tonight, and we'll see about the Patriots. Yeah. Still got a few uh, on my wanted list, but yeah. most of them have worked out, and I do think I've been kind of proven out about that. They were riding high on those fourth downs, and that started to turn against them. It really started to go bad for them for a bit. Um, and they're just like a weirdly inconsistent team game to game. Because mm-hmm. this is this is the same team that lost by 14 points to the Broncos like three weeks ago. Yeah. And then they kind of like blew the doors off of the Bengals who have their own inconsistency issues. Mm-hmm. And then who was it? They killed the Giants on Sunday? Right. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. So this is this is huge, and it's for the division, right? I mean, whoever wins will lead the division. Do you think being on a short week, it advantages or disadvantages either team? Oh, I think it definitely advantages the Chiefs. Like, I mean, yeah, it's simply for no other reason that Andy Reid's been doing this for literally decades, and Brandon Staley, this is his first year. So 
Yeah. The Chargers were the first team to really do a good job of executing the too high safety defense. So to me, this is a huge litmus test on like, have the Chiefs sorted their issues on offense? Can they handle the magic coverage? Can they play conservative enough to like, you know, basically thousand cuts the defense to the point where they get aggressive and take a deep shot? Yeah, I think this is all those things that you just said are correct. This is, again, I don't know if you call it quite a measuring stick game, but I do think we're going to find out a lot about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of all these questions we've had in our mind, like is the offense really kind of getting back with these Raiders games, or are they still kind of struggling? Is the defense really as dominant as it looks like it is right now? Um, it's good. I think it's going to be an interesting game. I could really see it going all over the place because, again, the Chargers are local. Well, on Thursday night games are famously unpredictable. Yeah, so that's true. We'll see. It's uh, it's at Los Angeles, isn't it? And I believe it is. Okay. And I expect there will be a lot of Chiefs fans there. I think we'll take over that place. That would be amazing. Similar to Las Vegas earlier this year. Yeah. Not looking forward to it. Uh, do we want to? I don't know if we want to get too deep into it, but do we want to talk a little bit about some of the important matchups or things to watch out for? Yeah, go for okay. it. Go for it. Um, so the number one thing that we need to worry about in my mind is Justin Herbert. Probably not a huge shock there. Mm-hmm. He is an interesting quarterback because he he takes a lot of risk. And you wouldn't really think it from like his kind of play style. Mm-hmm. But he throws so much of their offense is predicated on like 50-50 balls, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, mostly Mike Williams. And I call him 50-50 balls for Mike Williams is the guy that's so good at those. It's more like, I don't know, 20, 80 balls. <laughs> but so many of their big plays happen on stuff like that. And they, it seems like they have like, they almost kind of mirror the Chiefs in a way where they are very boomer bust on offense. And so I think it's going to be extremely important for our cornerbacks whenever they get beat deep or, you know, have a guy running a deep route to make sure they get their head around. Well, one, don't get beat deep, please. And two, get your head around and watch the ball because you're going to have some chances to pick it up. And I think that's going to be a huge deciding point in the game is are we able to, whenever he throws those risky shots, do they capitalize on them or do we capitalize on them? Right. I think that's going to be a huge deciding factor. Um, defensively, they their defense, again, has been kind of all over the place. They've been kind of good at times, and but they get run all over at other times. Well, how's the run defense? The run defense has been, like, for the first half of the season, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was because of the way they played teams. Yeah. Um, it's improved the last month or so, though. So I feel like that's, if the Chiefs are going to really beat down the Chargers, that's where they got to do it. Is they've got to establish the run early and get the conservative offense rolling. And then the Chargers start to bite on some of the deep plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, this feels like a game that our defense could win. Because I, I mean, they're just they're playing so well right now, and I know that Chargers are a good offense, but I feel like again Herbert takes a lot of risk. We have a lot of ball hawks in the mm-hmm. secondary on our side, so if we get a couple picks, we could put this game away easily. I believe I've seen the news today. Their left tackle, who's been very good, is out for COVID. Right? Yeah, um, Rashad Slater, mm-hmm. is that it? Rashad Slater, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's out. Um, I don't. I'm not really familiar with their health of their team other than that, I think they're pretty healthy. 
pick all of their key offensive and defensive players are there. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be a good game, very important. Um, I think we'll win. I could see it being close. I could see it being a blowout. I, I feel really I feel more confident about this game than I did I expected to maybe a month ago. Well, you know that'll happen whenever you beat a team forty eight to nine the week before. <laughs> yeah, it's just been an interesting week or an interesting month with the Chiefs for sure. But yeah. I think I think it'll go well. We'll see. Yeah, huge game for us. If we win. We've got like a pretty comfortable lead in the division. I think like a two game lead on everyone, two and a half maybe. Just never thought we'd be here like at the start of the season. Yeah, it's it, wild. It is pretty crazy. I think actually, if I'm correct, if we beat the Chargers, we only have to beat the Broncos to win the division. So we could we beat the Chargers because of the way the tiebreakers work out. Mm-hmm. We'll be two games up on them, so we could basically drop those games to the Steelers and Bengals. I don't want to do that, but we could, and still win the division. I'm still taking the Chiefs went out. I think honestly, yeah, I think we could run the table. Yeah, I really do. All right. Well, any other thoughts for our listeners this week? This being our only podcast. Um, I think it's time to start believing in this defense. I think we're going to find out on Thursday how good they are. I believe in the defense. I want to believe in the offense. Just help me believe. Yeah. It, it might be time to believe in them, too. Help, help my unbelief. We'll, we'll get back to you on that next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Go Chiefs. So long. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.